When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's episode, fantasy versus reality versus insanity. An unorthodox take on dating? And LB is an ice cold badass. All that and more on today's episode of Bad Advice with Lori Beth Denberg. This is Lori Beth Denberg, and welcome to the Bad Advice Podcast. With me, as always, is Clark Crozer. Hello. Hello, Clark. How are you? I'm feeling good. Yeah? Because over the last week, I have been a badass. Oh, nice. Okay, I like it. That's a good way to start an episode. Let me relate the strange, banal, and wonderful ways I have been a badass. (laughs) Okay, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I paid my car registration early. Hey, now. Which included me having to get a smog check. Wow. And I did it all. Nice. I went in and paid first. This is a tip from me to everyone out there who was very irresponsible and can relate to this. Because one year I needed a smog check. I was just being LB. I was being on drugs. I was, you know, like, just didn't get it done. I'm like, well, I can't do it till I get my smog check. And so it had, the the amount had doubled in size at least. Oh, no. Because. Because you forgot and now it's a double because it's late. Well, it was late fees, late fees, Uh, late fees, which I kind of knew, but I'm like, what can I do? And apparently what I could have done, which is what the chickie at the D, DMV told me is, well, you could have just paid this even without the smog check. Oh, nice. So that's what I did this week. Because I don't know if I mentioned on the show previously that my dashboard, half of it went out in Uh, my Prius. I don't think we did. I knew about (laughs) it, but I don't think uh, the audience knew about your... Your sad, sad dashboard troubles. (laughs) The day before I was going on a road trip. Yeah. I looked down and... Part of my dashboard is blank. Oh, no. It's all electronic. It's a Prius. Sure, sure. So, but it wasn't the really important things that were gone. It was just the gas gauge. What? The speedometer. Oh, no. And, like, the representation of which gear you're in and the miles per gallon. Two of those are crucially important. Well, especially when you're going on a road trip. Yeah. I'm like, when do I need gas? I don't know. Uh, How fast am I going with that cop behind me? Who knows? Oh, no. So I did get it checked out just to make sure that, you know, is this indicative of anything else wrong with the car? Sure, sure. 
And the mechanic was like, we don't know what it is and we don't know how to fix it right now, but it's not related to, you know, it's not like related to your spark plugs and you're going to crash. Okay. So I went on the road trip. I got, without your dashboard? I got, without my windshield, too. Wow. I thought, fuck it. No, <laughs> I I used a speedometer app on my wow. phone so I could keep tracky track. And I just decided I'm going to stop after like two hours. Okay. Now I have a Prius and it goes, like I visited my friend in, in uh, Phoenix. Sure, sure, sure. I visited sure, sure. my friend in Phoenix before and that's a six-ish hour drive, a little more than six maybe. And I'm able to get nearly all the way to her house wow. before I have to get gas. Wow. So knowing that, I just really, you know, hedged my bet, was really uh, careful. Said after about two and a half hours, I'm going to fill up. Nice. And it was about half a tank that I needed, and that's just the way life works. Sure. When you don't have a speedometer in your car. That's nuts. So I was worried that my dashboard problem would mean I wouldn't pass the smog check. Oh, interesting. So I remembered, I channeled that lady's memory, yeah. like Obi-Wan coming <laughs> over my shoulder. And I went, and I, I just paid the money I owed and knew that was good. Nice. And I did go the next day or a couple days later to get the smog check and passed. And that is why I am a badass. <laughs> Passed the smog check, went back to, I went to AAA to do this whole thing because AAA is awesome. Sure. If you don't have AAA, you should get it. Yeah. AAA is the best. I love them. Absolutely. And (laughs) who is sponsoring this? Exactly. Is it AAA? Is it not Prius? (laughs) Is it the gas companies? Um, So I did do that all in very quick succession, especially for being me. I was so excited. And so that is a badassery. Nice. The second badassery is a little more, a little more privileged. Okay. And (laughs) my friend was in from out of town, the one from Phoenix, actually. Yes, 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 yes. And when she comes in, we usually go to the Korean spa. Oh, right. We have spoken about the Korean spa. Yeah, you love that Korean spa. And that is in a very early episode. So if you want that information, go look it up. (laughs) I am not here to repeat myself. (laughs) In the Korean spa, in the spa part is a hot tub, a hotter tub, mm. and a cold plunge. Oh, yeah. The cold plunge is ridiculous. Yeah. 98% of the people that we have ever seen in there, including me, including yeah. my friends, yeah. have been like, I'm going to check it out. One toe in, out That's it. with a complete reaction of like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Exactly. We had just been talking about that while sitting in the hot tub. Sure. Not the hotter tub. The hot no, tub. A hot tub. Okay. And we look over and this woman's just like getting in there. Oh no. And we were like, what? 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 You're amazing. Like we're cheering her on. Wow. And she was like, yes, it's, you know, she had this accent and I was trying to, I, I thought maybe she was from a Nordic country oh, where they're yeah, like all sure. spa-ish and, you know, it's just part of their regular Grew lives. Up with polar bears. Exactly. Yeah. And she's, it turned out she's from the Ukraine because of oh. course I talked to her and asked her. Meanwhile, we're both naked, but wow. who cares? Yeah. Um, and so then we're just hanging out like, oh my God. A woman is a badass. Yeah. And then she went in again. Oh, my God. And we were like, shut up. Now, okay, a couple questions here. Hold on. Yes, sir. 
did she go from a hot tub to the cold tub? Yes, that's what it's for. Okay, my question number two. Yes. How far in did she go? Uh, all the way down, like, to her neck. What? Yeah. Holy crap. And it's crap. just this little thing, you know, you just, like, bob into Sure, it. sure. After she says it the second time, I'm like, I'm going in. No. I'm going in. I go in, aided by the fact that, like, it's this little ladder thing that you crawl downward on. Okay. And I lost my, like, oh, no. balance. I just, I got, I, I got in. Up to my waist. Wow. Incredible physical shock. I'm sure. I was trying to talk to my friends and explain it, and my mouth wouldn't work. It oh. was, I wasn't chattering, but like I was physically impeded. Whoa. I get out. I am like wide awake. Wow. I am kind of, my heart is pounding. That's amazing. It was this adrenaline rush. And then I go back into the hot tub, like right then. Sure, sure. Which it didn't even feel hot between the two. It was this all over, and I mean this in a good way, okay. stinging, tingling sensation. Ooh. All over. Huh. And like pins and needles, uh, but like all over and pleasure but like no i wasn't like oh my god <laughs> this is so good uh but you know just it, it wasn't shocking it wasn't whatever it was just the sensation it was like your body was covered in uh, uh york peppermint patties yes and when i got out exactly and i was like <laughs> when i got out that the ukrainian woman was there yeah and i was still chattering like i was still like in shock and my heart was pounding wow and i go you inspired me i blame you for this <laughs> and then she's laughing and i get back in the hot tub and i sting and tingle and then i go i'm going in again after a while after what? i heat it up again i go in again and it's like this time I call out, I'm like, oh, this is no big deal. I go up to my neck. Oh my God. And she goes, yeah, the second time's like much better. And I'm like, yes, it is. What? But it was one of those things where, and this is why I started this out by saying this is banal. Like, I'm sure there's someone today who donated a kidney. <laughs> right. I'm sure there's somebody who saved somebody from a fire. <laughs> this is going to happen all the time. There is heroism in the world and altruism. Wow. It did go in a cold plunge twice. I don't know where that fits on the scale. Uh, I don't know. I put that as pretty badass. It was because it's it's been a thing for, you know, years and years. Sure. Going there, it's like, oh, this cold plunge. You know, I've seen like one and a half people go in it yeah, yeah, over yeah. the last 10 years. So I did that. It was very exhilarating. And it huh. was I was just like, I can't believe I did it. It was so cool. You know, and, yeah, you know, my wife, uh, she's been getting me into going to spas like because we go on a lot of vacations. Yes. Right. She likes traveling. So we've been going on a number of a little quick little vacations and we've hit up a couple of spas so on good. our little uh, adventures lately. And one of those spas had that had the didn't have the hotter tub, but it had the hot tub and it had a cold plunge. Uh huh. Karen wouldn't touch it. She wouldn't even get close. She didn't even put her toe in no, to make no, a no. reaction. I was able to get into my knees 
And that was it. I got it to like knees and then I'm like, nope, can't do it. And I walked out. Yeah. So you out badassed me by uh, a good torso. Well, also, though, like as opposed to you, I don't have the stinging dick shrinkage issue. That was really what stopped me from going in past my knees. I will acknowledge that that is (laughs) something I didn't have to contend with. True. But uh, so hats off to you and your knees and the tip of your dick. That probably got singed Bing! in this escapade. And then I'm like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I just did that. It was, it was, but it also was kind of exhilarating. You know what it made me think? I haven't mm. been to the gym in fucking forever. Oh, I haven't yeah. been in yoga class. I'm like, here's my body working, even yeah. though it's just working to not let me die of hypothermia. Right. Like my <laughs> base animal instincts kicked in. <laughs> So I did think about that. Now, you know, dear listeners, I commit to you that by the time we record our next episode, I will have gone to at least one yoga class. Good job. We do have a series of, I think, pretty damn good questions oh, today. Oh, good, good, good. Uh, and I thought maybe we should just uh, head into it. Yes, sir. If you're ready. Please. Uh, let's start out with our very first question. This is somebody named Jen. And Jen asks, first off, I adore the shit out of you. So around uh, 1994, my family met you at our local temple, and you came to break the fast with us at a Chinese (gasps) restaurant. Oh, my God. You were so kind and such an inspiration. We invited you to my brother's bar mitzvah, and you came. Our cousins never thought we were cooler. You are a huge deal to us. So I have never dated a Jew as of yet. Should I? I'm 36 and want to find a husband, but with the pandemic and this crazy universe, how the hell do I find a decent man? Love and thanks. And that's Jen. Jen? Yeah. OMG. Clark, this was in Orlando. Yeah, 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 yeah. While I was filming all that. That must have been like the first season. It was the first season. Wow. And Orlando's as far south as you can get. And Nickelodeon doesn't give a shit about anyone. (laughs) So we were scheduled to work on Rosh Hashanah. Oh, okay. And I've never been that, like, I'm not all religious. You know, now I'm an atheist. Right. But it just bothered me. Right. So I said to the producer, I'm like, um, I need that day off. Actually, I said both. And oh. then he's like, well, we can't do both. So I did take the day off. Wow. And I did go to Temple. Wow. Uh, like, I had done that my in my whole life. You know, well, at this yeah. point, I was... 18. Yeah, and you were raised Jewish. Exactly. I wasn't raised like Jewish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we'll get to that in a in a to answer the question. Yeah. But uh so yeah, I go to this temple. I don't know anybody. Huh. The family I think must have come up. A couple people said, you know, hey, are you? I'm like, yeah. And said, what are you doing? Do you want to huh. come with us? We went to this Chinese restaurant. Wow. And they were so nice. It was just, you know, it's surreal. It's the kind of situation I end up with. <laughs> I meet a exactly. I, I meet a stranger on a trolley going <laughs> yes. like from the store to my hotel, right. and then we end up at you know a, wherever a Dinner disco. Together. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then there's 20 pictures of us on Facebook and people going like, "Who's your friend?" I'm like, "I don't know, somebody." Um, haven't been murdered yet. <laughs> So then, yes, they asked. They said, will you come to, you know, hey, you're invited to the bar. I'm like, I'll be there. Wow. And it was, I do remember, like, it was just 
So wait, strange. wait, was the bar mitzvah on a different day than the oh, yeah, Chinese was, dinner? Yeah, it was a few weeks later. Wow. I don't think anybody gets bar mitzvah on Rosh Hashanah. Okay. We're all too busy Jewing out. I, I was born uh, Jewish too, but less than you. <laughs> yes, correct. Correct. Um, and now I'm less everything than everyone. <laughs> So, which is part of what I want to say to Jen. Jen. First of all, hi, Jen. Yeah. And I'm so glad you remember that. And yeah. it was a great, you know, what I love is this whole nice experience came out of like spite. Oh, I was exactly. Like, no, Nickelodeon, you don't want to pay us anything. Our producers suck. And <laughs> you don't even have a concept that it's like a Jewish holiday, holiday. Mr. Entertainment Business. <laughs> Although South Florida is not the Jewiest place in the world. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm shocked you found a temple. Yeah, I know. So, hi, Jen. Hi, family. I had such a nice time. You guys were so kind and generous and, like, including me. That was That's a really special memory. I am so happy that you remembered them because there was a part of me when I was putting together these questions, like, what if she doesn't even remember this? This, is, this could turn out horrible, but you remember everything. This is a bold-faced lie. <laughs> It's libelous to imply I was Jewish. <laughs> so, and so we think Jen is Jewish as well. Yes. We're, we're assuming. Assuming. Um, so, but she's never dated a, a Jewish Jew. man. Now, that's interesting. Right. Because, I mean, maybe it's not your type. Yeah. Maybe you're like, oh, you remind me of my uncle. I'm not that wet. <laughs> So, oh, she, no, they're all adults now. Yeah, this was 25 adults. years ago. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I was just like, shit. I mean, okay. the cousin cousin got bar mitzvah and everything. Yeah, he's, 25 he's a man. years ago. You know, but I will explain to our listeners who might not. Yeah. There are tears of Judaism. Oh, yeah. There's like, you know, low impact, <laughs> regular, <laughs> high impact. And even within those, there are things. There are the Orthodox Jew, sure, that you will see walking to temple right. on the Sabbath yes, or yes. Shabbat. Right, those are the guys that have the long—they're uh, called payas, the long oh. sideburns, right. and right. the black hats, and the right. women. Um, are dressed similarly, and sometimes they have their head covered. Sometimes they wear wigs, right? Because it's a thing where only their husband gets to see their hair, right? These are the if you are an Orthodox Jew fan of this show, write in, <laughs> tell me everything I got wrong. Because part of me is thinking of the movie Witness, right? Yeah, which exactly. is about Amish people. Amish, which you know, you never know. So there's that. Then there's like another tier down, which is conservative, right? Yeah, we're Jewy. We're Jewish. Right. Jewish. They go to temple. We go to temple on the big holidays. Sure. And more. Like, you know, we were involved. I went to Sunday school, went to Hebrew school, where I was in the choir. I did a play. We right. were involved. And you celebrate the big holidays. Yeah, we go for the big ones. Not not all the holidays, exactly. but the big ones. And the, you know, the same concept of there's plenty of people who are all into Christmas, but aren't start really super doing the Jesus part. Right, exactly. But it's the loving family part. And right, that's kind the of the vibe. and the, yeah. yeah. Whereas Orthodox people do like all their prayers every day and this whole thing. Right. And all kinds of stuff. The, you know, conservative, eh, conservative. Right. And then there's reform, which is 
you know, like super laid back. Okay. I'm a laid that you wouldn't think there's a bunch of laid back Jews. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just more relaxed yeah. and that suits a lot of people. Sure. So there are these, you know, there's this variety of Jews. Exactly. Collect them all. <laughs> so I'm I'm guessing since our Jen grew up Jewish, yeah. that she knows this kind of stuff. Right. And <laughs> this is so funny. I'm like, just start with a reformed guy. <laughs> Work your way up. Well, I also have to think we immediately joked uh, when we realized that this was coming from somebody who was probably in Florida because, you know, Orlando, I'm sure, is not overflowing with choices, right? Yeah. You probably know every single Jew in the area. Yeah. Where they're all on, they have like dots on their map, like they have the sex offender one right. and then the Jew, the Jew one. one. Make sure you don't get the wrong one when you're picking a date. But um, <laughs> Jewish guys are Jewish guys. The same, you know, I was born Jewish. Yeah. I grew up Jewishy. Yeah. And I'm, I don't practice anymore. Right. I'm not suggesting you date me. <laughs> so, yeah, it would just be funny to go on, because there's J-Date, obviously. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And if you're interested in that, or if you want to widen your pool of possibilities, go for it. Yeah. And... You know, maybe a reformed guy is good. Who knows? I mean, if you go straight to Orthodox, maybe you're just, you know, being a crazy teenager. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to dye my hair and never show it to you and wear a wig. <laughs> Only show it to my Orthodox husband. <laughs> Dance on separate sides of the building. Take that, mom and dad. <laughs> but if it is just to enlargen, I make embiggen, because the Simpsons at least, if it is just to embiggen your pool of possible dating dates, then that's fine. But if there is a reason that you haven't, you know, that that is not your type or there's some blockade of family or whatever, right. that's okay. Yeah, Jewish guys are known to be good in bed. Mm. I don't know if that's, it's like a myth from... From way back. Interesting. I don't know why. Interesting. Um, I'm not going to fight you on it since I'm half Jewish. You're, well, that's why Karen's always half disappointed. <laughs> one of her boobs gets treated nice. It's, it's The true. other one is just a train wreck. It's so true. So, <laughs> so, yes, there's this myth that Jewish guys are good in bed. Yeah. I could be really uh, offensive and say... <laughs> Well, they're really good with money, too. <laughs> Although, why would that be offensive? Yeah, yeah. But they might be. Yeah, never <laughs> mind. I'm super on my way to getting, like, censured by the, you know, anti-defamation league. Which <laughs> is <laughs> so me. Ho hopefully they aren't listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All the top-notch agencies listen to my show. <laughs> so, you know, Jen, join JJ. This is hard to say. Jen, join J Date. Or I said it. Join JJ Abrams. One of the two. Join JJ Walker. Join JJ Walker. <laughs> I Dynamite. Would, I would join JJ Abrams. Oh, sure. So I would join JJ Walker. He says he seems like a kind of nice dude. I think he's passed on. No, JJ Walker isn't dead, is he? Isn't he? 
I don't think so. Okay. If you're out there, I'm sorry. I think you're dead. If you're Please, dead. Send us a phone call. Send us a phone If any ghosts are listening to this podcast, I really want to poll our audience today. And Jen might want to get polled by a Jew, but she's sure. not sure. So check it out, Jen, and just see. Yeah. Because people are people. You're born into whatever you're born to. Yep. And, you know, anybody's commitment to that will... That'll be like, oh, I like that. No, I don't want to go to temple every night. Right. I don't want to keep kosher. Right. Well, that then leads me to one one little bit of good bad advice, which what? is uh, determine what you are and try and find <laughs> somebody that's similar to you. You know what I'm saying? She's if, like, <laughs> if you want to be orthodox, find an orthodox dude. But if you don't want that, the second email from Jen is. Um, I'm dating this Jewish guy and he's really great, but my white nationalist book club doesn't like it. I'm trying to hide it, but it's getting really serious with us. So Jen, you know, go for it. Yeah, yeah. Someone's religion is as much a part of their lives as they make it. Sure, exactly. So, and there is a thing with Jewish people that's like, marry a Jew. Right. I mean, that's with a lot of people. Yeah, of course. But it's like, marry a Jew. So if people's moms are like, you better marry a Jew, <laughs> Joshua, <laughs> then they might go on J-Day to yeah. try to find a chick whose mom is telling them the same thing. Exactly. You might just find, you know, your match who's sick of your moms and you can run off together. Lahayim. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And hello. Say hello to everybody that was so great to me. Yay. In Florida. Yes. And at, at, your bar, the, your, at the bar mitzvah. Yeah, at the bar mitzvah. And, do they ever have bar mitzvah reunions? They don't. I feel like that's something that should start happening. All right, Jen, plan it. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to our next question. I hope that helps, Jen. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Um, our next question uh, is from uh, somebody named Sierra. Sierra. And Sierra says, I'm about to turn 30, and I really want to celebrate with my best friends. Unfortunately, while I do okay financially, not everyone is in the same shape. Thanks, pandemic. So I know the destination vacation party of my dreams, like a singles all-inclusive resort, is out of reach. What is your advice to help me bring on the big 3-0 in style? Oh, that's C Sierra. Sierra. Hi, Sierra. Happy eventual birthday. <laughs> it is a big deal when you are with a partner or a friend yeah. or something that has money to go do what they want yeah. and you don't. And I'm not talking about 
you know, I was an actress and making a jillion dollars a week. Right. Which that is a, that's hyperbole. That was part of your contract. Exactly. One jillion <laughs> dollars. dollars, please. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about having this ridiculous amount of money to go, you know, I'm going to just go buy a car today. Right. Or I'm going to whatever. Sail around the world. Go buy the nicest purse because I can and right. I'll still be able to pay my rent after. Right. But it could be much, much lower than that in yeah. stakes. Yeah. You know, if one friend has an office job at $20 an hour plus benefits and one friend has a minimum wage job with no benefits, right. that is a decent size gap as well. It is. And it is really important for the person having more money to really be conscious of that. Yeah. Because I have been in that situation where I go, I can't, I can't afford the things you want to do. Right. And then, you know, they're paying for, this was my ex-boyfriend, <laughs> whatever, two, <laughs> two exes ago. Oh, yeah, 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 that guy. And so it was like, well, we're going here. I'm like, I can't afford, oh, okay, I'll pay. Yeah. And then resentful about it. Right. And so I didn't know what to do. Right. I'm like, I can't afford, I'm trying to explain it to him. And he finally goes, I get it. You can't afford the lifestyle that I'm living. Now, yeah. he didn't get a lot of things and fuck him anyway. <laughs> yes, but this was like a definite conversation we had. Yeah, yeah. So it's really important. And you are cognizant of that, Tiana. You yeah. do get it. Yeah, exactly. And the, the ways to get a, not to get around it, but the ways to work through it is A, what you already have done, which is acknowledge it. Yep. And... If you, and B, I started with A, I have to continue. <laughs> this is the longest question, and X. <laughs> um, I, and it's all just financial advice between <laughs> B and X. If anyone is taking financial advice from me. Come on. You, please. I mean, the show is called Bad Advice. It is, but financial <laughs> advice from me is beyond the pale. You can, if you want to do something like this, and you can afford it, the thing to do is to say, this is on me. Yeah. And it's your birthday. You know, it's like normally people pay for you. But if you have this like big plan, a Mexican right. you know, vacation, all-inclusive thing, yeah. that's not something to expect from anybody. Right. I mean, destination weddings piss me off. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Like, oh. Oh, I'm so glad. I would love to be at your wedding. In where? And you're usually paid to go to those weddings, too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Uh, here's my fee. Here's my frequent flyer number. You work it out. Yeah, if I'm officiating, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it is also shitty if you know, hey, I have I have good money. My friends don't to really pitch it to them so that they have to either say no and feel bad about not being there for your birthday and feel bad that they don't make money. Right. Or you do run the risk of people feeling like you're giving them charity. Right. There's actually, there's actually an episode of Friends about this exact issue. I'm there now is. realizing. You're right. And it's actually a really good workout of this exact issue. I don't remember what it's called. I'm I've, sure you could Google but it. But I remember it was split between the the six friends. Yes. Three of them actually made money and three of them you were like, how do you ever make money and yeah. have 
uh, can afford rent. Yeah, and it was this, I think they went to like a fancy dinner. It's yeah. like, let's split it six ways. Like, I didn't order like someone who could split it six ways. Exactly. I ordered like someone who has my bank account. Exactly. And it comes to a head, it's very awkward. Yeah. And you, you know, run the risk of someone feeling like a charity case. Yeah. But you also... If you can't, I mean, I'm assuming that Sienna's rolling in it. You can take, you know, friends to Mexico, do it. But with that, you know, the the present is that you're there to celebrate with me. Yeah. Because it's a big thing on someone's birthday. Like, well, I'm supposed to pay for your dinner and this and that. The main core of it is like, you love your friends. You want to be there. You want to have this experience. You're happy for them to have this experience. Right. And... You know, money is money and it's important and it's stressor and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But that's not why you're picking your friends, obviously. Right. So if you want to celebrate with the ones you love and this is the kind of thing you want to do, really acknowledge. I know that this isn't in your budget right now, but I really want to spend my birthday with you guys having this great experience. Yeah. And see what they say. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, what were you going to do in Mexico? Were you going to lie on the beach and have a massage? Were you going to go out to a nice Mexican dinner? Those are all things that you could find where you, well, I guess where I live. Did she say where she's from? Uh, No, she doesn't. Okay. Assuming you're not landlocked. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, but even if you are, you know, a road trip. Yeah, exactly. Or or a reasonably priced flight to somewhere with an ocean. I'm sure there's a lake nearby somewhere. Yes. You could find a reasonably priced hotel that's near a beach. Yeah, yeah. And go lay on the beach. Go have a massage in you know, whatever splendorful place there is. I go to massages in kind of strip mall massage places. True. I'm never, you know, when I go to the fancy spa, like the Korean spa, Yeah. I haven't been there, you know, I've maybe been there twice since the pandemic. Well, that doesn't really count, but it's not, I don't go there all the time. This is my, hey, I'm back again, ladies. It's a a very special thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you could do something like that, that's special. And would cost a, you know, it might the whole thing might cost five hundred bucks. You know, split the hotel or this or that, right? And get a massage or just go to like one of those massage chains and have a really nice dinner. It doesn't have to be a Mexican food, <laughs> but I just threw that out there. And what you're what you're doing then is it will cost a lot less than yeah. a Mexican grand vacation. Yeah. So your friends will probably be able to pay for some or all of it. Right. And then if you say, I'm in a better position, I want you to be with me on my birthday, which is absolutely what you want. Mm -hmm. It's different to say, I'm going to buy your plane ticket. Right. You're paying for your part of the hotel, you know, and then you're out, you know, whatever, 500 bucks or whatever it is. Right. Instead of, you know, 5,000 per person or whatever. We all know I haven't been to Mexico yet. (laughs) I tried to go before and the dog ate my passport. We're supposed to go in August. We'll see. So there's, there's a way to approach it. Right. Where you're doing something smaller. Your friends are still with you. Right. If a friend of mine, because I've been in this position a lot. Yeah. Yes, I was a magnificently famous TV star <laughs> who blew all my money when I was using drugs 24-7 right. and have been in a position with friends that made a lot more money than me or had any money. Yeah. 
And it's like, yeah, let me just get dinner. Let me just get it. Yeah. You'll get it when you're, you know, when you've got some money. It's exactly. like, of course I will. And I do. Yeah. So it's, it's doable. Yeah. And if you're okay with not getting to do everything you want to do when you want to do it. And she did also say it's a singles resort. Yeah, so she did. Why don't you go as a single yeah, and see exactly. how you come out? Exactly. Sierra, you have a lot of choices. Yep. It really sounds like you love your friends and will make your birthday the big 3-0 special and meaningful is to be with them. Yep. So it's really great that you're thinking about this because let me tell you something. They're thinking about it too. Sure. They're thinking about it too. They wish they could do X, Y, or sure, Z. They wish they could course. go on a Mexican vacation to a resort. But that's not reality right. for most people. Right. And if you still have to pay rent and pay your bills and do all of this, but you say, hey, I'm going to spend my money on a vacation, you end up doing a podcast with your childhood <laughs> friend. <laughs> So unless you're going to start worse advice with Sierra. Just, Which, yeah. if you do, let us know and uh, we'll listen. And I will sue you for stealing my intellectual property. Good luck, babe. I hope that helps, And happy Sierra. birthday. Yes, happy birthday. I hope you have a good 30th. But we're actually going to move on to uh, our reoccurring segment of the week. Get ready for the worst recap in America. This is week number two. This yes. is your second week on Worst Cooks in America. And uh, let me just kind of uh, take the audience through the episode a little bit. Okay. And then you just pepper in when you have stuff that you want to add to it. Hey, pepper so in. <laughs> so the episode starts uh, with a game called uh, Hollywood Stars. It's yes. like Hollywood Squares a little. Yes. Uh, and you played a game where you had to cut open a pomegranate or we had to we had a, it was me and nicole yeah at, from the nanny nicole yes. tom right. and we had to de-seed like get the seeds out of the right. pomegranate right and whoever had done the most in whatever 20 seconds 30 seconds by weight okay won the round so wait did you guys did you do more than one pomegranate no, no, no. It was it all was, one pomegranate. It was one pomegranate. What if you just chose a shitty pomegranate that had less seeds in it? That would suck. They already had them cut open for us, uh, so they were like smushed. Okay. okay. Yeah, one's just hollow. Yeah. <laughs> like, like it's totally fixed. Boo. <laughs> so I, of course, flashed on the worst YouTube how-to tricks videos. Sure. Where someone's like, oh, I'm going to roll the pomegranate and then hit it with the spoon. Yeah, exactly. And of course I do that for two seconds. I'm like, oh shit. And she's just going at it with her fingers right. like a crazy <laughs> squirrel. So I start doing that too. It was very close. I did. I think I did lose, right? Mm. Yes, I did lose. Yeah. And so is life. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I'm sure my clothes were stained with pomegranate juice. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So that was fun. That was fun. Okay, and then uh, after that, you went into a, a full team challenge with avocado toast. So this is what you will see when I am left to my own devices. Okay. I don't really get it because <laughs> some of some of the the dishes that they have you make they full-on give you a, a a shopping list right a grocery list this is all the stuff that you need these are all the ingredients 
and uh, you get a little bit of a help. You watch them cook it. But for this one, this was all on you, right? Yeah, they just tell us what we're going to make. Right. They have all these ingredients to choose how to make it and all of this. And then you go. And that's where your kind of natural instincts kick in. Right. It's all up to your discretion. Yeah. And my concept was good. Okay. If I'd written the recipe and (laughs) given the concept to someone, they would have done a good job. But what I found really, really was my presentation. Mm. Well, my presentation isn't great, but that's because I'm no good at the cooking and it's taking me long. Exactly. So I had a really good concept, which was the bread, the toast. Right. The the bread, which didn't get toasted very much. Uh, Okay. And then some um, locks. Or mm. smoked salmon. Hey. hey, Jen, do you like lox? Why don't yeah. you find a guy who likes lox? <laughs> uh, smoked salmon, and then the avocado, and then a fried egg, egg. on top, or yeah. sunny side up egg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did know I needed to put a lid on the thing, but I couldn't find a lid to match the pan I oh, had. Oh, no. Not that I would have cooked the greatest egg in the universe. Right. So all of my, my concept is there, but my execution is lacking. Well, th- especially when Jenny Kwan, who I've taken to call in Kwani, <laughs> has basically the exact same concept, oh, but no. it's gorgeous. Oh, no. It was gorgeous. Oh, no. So I do my best. I whatever, whatever. I still would have eaten it. Well, the, the judge lady said that... Uh, the only thing she didn't like was that it was like uh, too well done on the edges of the egg. Yes. And I was like, that's how I like the egg. What are you talking about? That would make it better. That sounded good to me. They have to find something kind so, of yeah, nice to say. Yeah. And kind of. Yeah, I mean, there was plenty to not like about it. <laughs> Oh, yeah, and then here comes Kwani with this beautiful art piece. Right. Uh, and I remember Jody's was really beautiful. There was like flowers, I get them oh, flowers. Right. So so is life. I would have done a better job had I not been timed right. and on television. Right. But that's another thing is that I would never would have thought to make avocado toast at home. Yeah, exactly. And now I'm like, oh yeah, let me get these things. Let me see how <laughs> I can do it. Yeah. That's what I should do is like make TikToks of me doing a good job. There you go. Of all the things I did a bad job of. Exactly. It'll just take you an extra hour. And I'll call them less worse cooks in America. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. Um, all right. So after avocado toast, they went to uh, another bit that was called the Chefies. The Chefies, where and we got our little awards. You got your little trophy for uh, best raw ambition yeah, for so having the raw chicken. Definitely a nod to the Dundies yeah. from the office. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, so I got best raw ambition. They nice. cho- They kind of chose the... Like most stinging comments. <laughs> no, so of course I got that because my chicken was raw and exactly. deadly in the first episode. <laughs> and then um, you do you do cook steak, Oscar? <gasps> yes. How was that? That was cool. Yeah. Uh, we That's got- like a real meal. That's like a professional dinner. I know, and I I worked really hard, and you know this because yeah. you are in my life. Yeah. At not telling anyone I knew, like, oh, we did this, we cooked that. Right. Part of it is, because I'm not supposed to, and they can sue me for a million dollars, if my dad lets it leak that <laughs> I made steak Oscar. Like, I'm sure it's not that big of a deal. But mostly, also, I just wanted the, my friends to be surprised. Right. But at one point, I was with uh, my friend Abby, who was, like, more excited for me to be on this show than even I was. Right. And... 
I said something about this and I'm like, oh, like that steak Oscar, I made that. And she goes, what? And this was months and months ago. And I go, oh yeah, I made it, but I'm not going to tell you anymore. Oh. Uh, so she was like really impressed by that. Yeah. And it was really cool. Oh, cool. And we, you know, reverse sear the steak. He yeah. teaches us everything. He shows us how to do it. And my plate was gorgeous. Yeah. Gorgeous, gorgeous. And what you don't see, I'm I'm not spoiling anything and I'm not, I'm not like talking. The episodes have already aired. Uh, well, no, but I'm just like behind the scenes. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. And beat up. There was an <laughs> extra contestant and she killed him. <laughs> but um, she, <laughs> she yelled at him and he killed himself. Right. Um, I spoke last week about how complicated the stoves were. Yes. You never did the right knob for the right burner. Right. And I was searing my steak in the pan. And Jeff, our chef Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jeff Morrow, the sandwich king. Yeah. He yells down from their perch of like king and queen. Sure, sure, sure. He goes, Lori Beth, is that burner on? And I looked and it wasn't because oh, I was no. cooking next to Curtis oh. and he had just turned it off accidentally because the thing is a fucking Da Vinci code right. thing. Right. So he let me know that it oh, nice. is the kind of help and advice that the the king and queen that the you know, hosts and judges and team right. captains would give. Right. That's what they're there for, watching over you yeah. guys. It's kind of like throw out little comments here and yeah. there. But what's funny is now that I think about it. If I had had it on, would I have like super overcooked it? Oh yeah, so right. It's just like okay, and it worked out well. And I will say this because I made it, and I cracked. We had to crack the crabs, and I got a whole crab claw out. It was nice. like really cool, and I made it. And then I we made a Bernays sauce, Ooh. and then you pour it over it. Anyone who really knows me knows I like sauce. Yeah. If there is a sauce, I want more on the side. Right. Whatever it is. Yeah. I'm very saucy. Yeah. So I pour it in this big pour. And Jeff comments on, he's like, well, that's a pour. And yeah. I'm like, I like sauce. <laughs> and he's like, so do I. But I, that's another one, like the meatloaf that we talked about, where I look down, I'm like, I made that. Yeah. That, I made that. It's impressive. It's very cool. Very so cool. I was pleased with that. I did not get eliminated. Right. Curtis yeah, got Curtis, eliminated. Curtis gets eliminated. Because he, he cut the meat the wrong way. Yeah. I mean, maybe among other things. <laughs> exactly. But it was like, when, when I was watching my friend, she was like, what is he doing to that meat? Oh, no. But, uh, you know, he, he was cool. He was a sweet guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was an exciting episode. We're Good. still early in it. Yeah. And for me to look down and say, I'm really proud of this yeah, dish. Yeah, come and on. And to look at the avocado toast and go, <laughs> I would have eaten it. But it just occurred to me, like, yes, this is life. I can ask for help. I could take a class and learn to do things. Yeah. And that's what I might do from now on. That is awesome. I love it. Um, so, yeah. So that was a, a good episode number two. Uh, and next week, we will talk about Episode number three, it just gets better from here. Yes. Um, but uh, before we go, we do have one more question. Okay. We're running out of time here, but I would love to get through one more. Uh, this last one is from uh, somebody that just calls themselves Groupie Girlfriend. Groupie Girlfriend. Groupie Girlfriend. And uh, Groupie Girlfriend says, hi, Lori Beth. Okay, I have a question. 
I have a really good friend who is completely obsessed with this guy who does not like her in the way that she creates in her head. He's a local musician and she goes to see him at his shows. He's also married. Basically, my friend is a groupie. She's in denial about it, but she totally is. Anyway, she considers them quote-unquote friends, but they don't talk outside of her going to his gigs. And she creates this fantasy in her head that she has some kind of secret relationship going on. I guess he flirted with her one day and it made her feel special. So ever since then, she has this romanticized idea in her head, but that's literally all it is. They've never done anything. In fact, she casually invited his whole band to our house several times just to crash if he was tired from a late gig and didn't want to drive all the way home. But he never takes her up on the offer. I told her in the past that I don't want to hear about him because she talks about him too much. She was defensive at first, but eventually it worked. And she stopped for a while, but now she's been doing it a lot again. And I try to bite my tongue and just let her talk. I'll try changing the subject or not reacting to make the topic go away, but that doesn't work. I figure she doesn't get a lot of attention from men. So if this little bit makes her feel good, maybe I should just let it be. But it's pretty annoying that every single time we hang out, his name must be mentioned at least once. So my question is, how do I deal with her when she's obsessing about him? And how do I, in a nice way, get her to not bring him up every time we hang out? I just don't want to come across as a bitch. But at the same time, I need to be honest with her. That's what friendship is, right? So let me know your thoughts. Thanks. That's groupy girlfriend. Groupy. Well, the groupy girl, she's writing about her groupy girlfriend, yeah. which... I have so been her groupie girlfriend. Oh, no. My head is in my, it almost sounded like just now, I know it sounded like I was going to cry. Oh, my God. I have been her groupie girlfriend in little ways, but once a lot. Oh, no. A completely obsessive. Oh, no. Imaginary. Oh, no. Thing with this guy. I was much younger. Mm. I feel terrible about it. We worked together. I made things very awkward for him. Oh, no. Not only am I, I mean, I'm embarrassed. I'm whatever. That's not even the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I owe this guy an apology. Oh, no. But it's not like the kind of thing you want to look someone up who never wants to fucking talk to you again <laughs> to say, I want to apologize. I'm much better now. <laughs> I got your phone number through channels. <laughs> yeah, I just knew oh, no. that this guy, we hung out a couple times. Yeah. It was fun. We're getting married. Oh, we no. are like obsessive, all this stuff. And anyone else could look and say, no, oh. no. And I took this to such, to such lengths to be so, forward and make him 
feel so awkward. I can oh. see now, knowing, yeah. knowing, yeah, in hindsight, no, knowing then oh. that he just needed to get there. Oh no! That clearly this was to be the the life that we were going to lead, oh. and uh, so oh my god, I you feel were like so bad. Two steps shy of saying Jesus says it's gonna happen. Yeah. And because we worked together in the dynamic, he couldn't just be like, you need to fuck off. Like oh, it was shit. very, very, I, I was going to say it's very, very shitty of me to do. But at the time, I, I did not have any ill intentions. Yeah. I just did not have any, you know, concept. I was not right. looking outside of the situation at all. Right. I was so focused and I was so in it and I was so obsessive. Well, and if this is early in your career, this has to, I mean, I, I can't imagine you were that uh, uh, well versed in how to react to somebody that you had feelings for. Yeah, there's a lot going on. And then my just emotional stuff of like, if I find someone who loves me, my life will be perfect. Right. So there's all these different aspects to the situation and I can look back on it now and just realize how how off base I was oh. how uncomfortable I made this other person oh. how unfair it was and you know I had no ill intention I had no of course. Whatever yeah, at the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Like, you, to you me thought now, you were in love. It, it wasn't like I was like, you want to sleep with me right. or you want to lose your job. You know? <laughs> right. It wasn't right. it wasn't that vibe. It right. was completely me going, This is the answer. Oh and no. it was pretty bad. Oh no. And it sounds like, you know, your friend is kind of in this same deal. The guy I made uncomfortable. Yeah. And uncomfortable is an understatement. Yeah, yeah. He wasn't married. Okay. So he, this musician being married yeah. adds another wrinkle to it. That's a big wrinkle. It probably adds another wrinkle to your friend having the, you know, freedom to be imaginary with it and live right. in this fantasy. Right. Because He's unavailable. Right. And although many musicians are scumbags, so he might go for it, but he hasn't yet. Yeah. So it is, it's difficult. And you can, as her friend, did the, did the question ask here say she's ever talked to her about it? I can't remember. She uh, gave us so much information. She did. She was defensive at first, but eventually it worked. And the, the girl stopped talking about the guy for a little bit, at least. So they definitely had a conversation. Yes. But now that she's been bringing him up again, I feel like the person that asked the question is like, maybe not have talked about it recently, but uh, now but it's like, still what do there. I do now? Well, and part of it is, yes, I don't want to hear about this imaginary thing. Right. But also, I don't want to hear this imaginary thing because you're my friend. Yeah. And you're not living your life. Yeah. Or... I'm fucking embarrassed, dude. Yeah. Like, you live in reality with me or not. Yeah, absolutely. So you could, and you said, like, every woman ever, I don't want to seem like a bitch. Right. But maybe being a bitch, quote unquote, is the kind of love your friend needs. Yeah. To be sat down and said, this guy is nothing. Yeah. He's not in your life. Yeah. So I don't know why he's in my life every time we hang out. For for no other reason than if you're best friends, 
You don't want to see your friend be lonely. Exactly. You don't want to see your friend all alone every weekend. You want them to meet somebody and be with somebody and be happy. Yeah. And this proves, you know, hey, you obviously want these things. Yeah. Even if it's like subconscious so far, even if it's only represented by you living it out, quote unquote, in imaginary fantasy land with right. someone who's not interested and not available. Right. It's it's like her little psyche and it is working up to meeting a real man. Yeah, exactly. But depending on how, I'm assuming they're adults. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming. I'm going to put them in their 30s. Okay. <laughs> with a note. It's like, we wrote from the old age home. <laughs> Why did she think he's in the Klezmer band? The, she goes to all his gigs. The muse- uh, the, the musician is actually like a Frank Sinatra cover <laughs> band. <laughs> so all of that comes into play. Your friend is in La La Land. Yeah. Your, f- your friend is not with anybody else. This guy could be a scumbag yeah. or just, I mean, do, is he even a good musician? I don't know. <laughs> and it's just fucking annoying. Yeah. You don't want to play along with this fantasy and pretend, oh, yeah, maybe he'll well, maybe he'll come over next right, time. Sure. Right. Let's go get our nails done. Can he shut up the rest of the time? So if you were the groupie girlfriend yes. in your past, can you, looking back now, where you were, your where your mindset was, could I, could somebody, one of your friends have approached you back then and said anything to get you to change your mind on that? Oh, as you were asking that question, Clark saw me drift into thinking. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I would say back then, though. Yeah. And this is 25 years ago. Right. I didn't have anyone I was actually that close Close with. with. Yes. And I do remember a very specific instance of somebody that I did really have a friendship with. Yeah, yeah. Going, like I said, I got to go in case this guy calls me. And he just made this face like, he's not going to call. But he kind of hedged it. Mm. And I remember that very specifically. It was like this one moment of like, oh shit, everyone else can see reality. Yeah. And they can see that I'm being for lack of a better word, pathetic. Right. And living in this fantasy. Right. And I was doing all of that for my own emotional and fucked upness and all those reasons. Right. But I just believed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It was like I was in a one-man cult. cult. Yeah, yeah, That's really Seriously. what it was like. Seriously. And it went on for a while. I really do regret it. I doubt that he's listening to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> But that would be awesome. I if hope he, he is, is. He definitely knows who he is. And just know <laughs> I'm not going to bother you. But I apologize sincerely. Oh, that's nice. It's really something that comes into my mind. Uh, not, I, I'm obsessed with thinking about this guy I was obsessed with. That'll get him yeah. to call in. No, um, it's, it's not that. It's this, this, I haven't thought about it in a long time. Yeah. This question obviously brought it up. Right. But I have one bit of advice. Okay. But I really feel like we didn't, I mean, besides tough love and your friend. Yeah. Saying, hey, groupie girl, get in fucking reality. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. I know you're in this thing, but let me tell you, as what a it human, looks like from the outside, standing next to you, yeah. I can see what is happening, and it is not 
what you think. Right. It's not what you're imagining. It's right. not what you're working to keep up. Right. My other piece of advice is like pick a random person that you are definitely not in a relationship with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just insist you are. <laughs> And I don't, it's not like here's a taste of your own medicine. Right. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, even just a little, a little presentation hey, of hey, it. Player this episode. Oh. Oh, now mm. we're talking directly to her. Yes. Groupy girl. Yeah. I keep thinking that means droopy dog. <laughs> groupy girl, droopy dog. Yeah. Try to take a breath and yeah. say, what did I do yesterday? Was this guy actually part of any of it? Yeah. Except for me imagining how much he's going to be a part of it right. when he finally understands what we're destined for. <laughs> and I don't think that you're a dangerous crazy. Right. Uh, or your friend might have called the cops instead of me. <laughs> but it definitely could be a way to avoid Actually interacting with the world, actually yeah. having to think, I am lonely. I do want a man. I do want affection. Yep. I do want a relationship. Right. I don't want to go out and try to do that. Yeah. And you're going to 100% miss out on something because you're too focused on uh, an imaginary story. Yes. Groupie girl's friend who wrote in. Yeah. I'm going to pitch this for your weird, fake Talk to him once, maybe, guy. Boyfriend, yeah. Wilmer Valderrama. Hey, that's that's re realistic. It's just enough for your friend to be like, no. But just <laughs> enough for it to be like, well. Like, <laughs> I don't know. crazy enough to work. It's just crazy enough to work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This question wow, brought up, up a lot. so much for me. Oh, no. I'm sorry. I didn't Oof. know that this was going to. No, this is good. I Open up say, a can of worms. I, if I can use my horrible, horrible, crushing, traumatic life <laughs> to help just one groupie. Right? It's, it's all, all been worth, worth it. it. Well, uh, hopefully that helps. Uh, let us know. I'd love to hear back on this one. Oof. Or if you're a groupie girlfriend, please write us. Send us a phone call. I'd love to hear your point on this as well. Or if you're the band, oh, send yeah. us your demo. We could make you huge. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, but we that was it. That was our final question Woo, of the day. That one took it out of me. Woo, man, uh, if you guys out there, if you have a question or a decision that's weighing heavily on you, please send it to us and let LB ease your burden. Send us your problems at AskGloryBeth.com. Go follow us on all the socials at AskGloryBeth or just leave a message with your voice at 1-855-336-2374. That's 1-855-DENBERG or 1-855-DENBERG. And you can find me at LBDENBERG on Instagram, at LoriBethDenberg on Twitter, and there is the Lori Beth Denberg fan page mm. on Facebook. Nice. Next week, keep watching Worst Cooks in America. Yeah, Sunday nights. Sunday nights. And it is going to be full of triumph and failure. <laughs> so I hope you I really hope you guys are enjoying that. And if you want to book me for a personalized video for a friend or loved one or imaginary loved one. <laughs> 
You can do so at cameo.com slash Lori Beth. All right. Uh, we will talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you, babes. Bad Advice stars Lori Beth Denberg and Clark Crozier. The show is produced by me, Jeremy Balin, and part of the Seltzer Kings Network. Our theme song is written and performed by Natty Ward. If you or someone you love is in need of some bad advice, you can submit your own question on our socials, all of which are Ask Lori Beth, or on our website at AskLoriBeth.com, or for a nostalgic twist, you can call 1-855-DENBERG. That's right, 1-855-336-2374, and leave your question there. Thanks for listening.